0: Amazon sellers come on my show. I think they they stopped coming because I I started to kind of pick them apart, but they're like, I sold $25 million in Amazon product last year. And I'm like, oh, awesome. So what product was it? Oh, it was this product. Well, how much did the product cost? Well, it was $73. And I'm like, and I sold X number, whatever 25 million divided by 73 is. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like how much like net profit is in that, you know, $73. And they're like, well, I got to manufacture it and ship it. And I was like, Oh, we're making like 16 cents per unit. And I'm just like, Okay, so you're making people think that you're one of the most successful Amazon sellers making $25 million in gross sales, but now we're not multiplying, you know, $73 by your 20, you know, we're we're literally, it's 16 cents per sale.
1: Welcome to the Small Business Storytellers, the show where we dive deep into the stories and secrets of businesses focused on not just making money, making the world a better place. My name is Seth Silvers and my passion is helping businesses grow that are making the world a better place. Every episode, you will hear from transformational leaders and business owners as we dive into what has helped them grow and what has helped them stay true to themselves along the way. Also, every week we are hosting live conversations with our guests on Fireside Chat, where we give you The audience the opportunity to ask them your burning questions. So make sure to join us live on Fireside Chat on your mobile device. Let's dive in! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Small Business Storytellers. And today we are going to talk about money. We're going to be transparent about how business owners often can make more of it. Uh, And to do that, we're going to welcome a special guest to the show, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, one of the most successful podcasts in the world. John, welcome to the show. How are you doing,
0: Seth? I am fired up to be here it Was school, hanging out recently in Nashville, Tennessee at podcast movements to be amongst people. It was pretty awesome and, uh, excited to be here.
1: Yeah, it was great. We, we had a good time. It was fun to actually get to cross shoulders and, and talk quite a bit. Now I heard you tell me while we were talking that one of the best decisions you've ever made business wise, not just lifestyle wise was moving to Puerto Rico which is where you're calling from today. Tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Financially, there's not even a second, a close second to that decision. Um, Not even close. So living in San Diego, loving it. It's beautiful. It's an amazing place in the world. Um, Two years in a row, crushing it financially, multiple six, uh, seven figures in revenue, which also equaled seven figures in taxes. And it was pretty heart wrenching to be writing six figure checks to the government every three months. Just
1: do you remember that first time that that like crossed over where you're like writing, you're sending a check for six figures to the government. I posted it on my
0: Instagram. You could actually go back literally and it'd be like 2015 probably or maybe even late 14. I posted that on my Instagram Got some interesting responses because you're yeah. like, "Oh, poor John, he's having to write a two hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars check to the government," which I get. Yeah. But I was like, "Well, I'd rather keep that money." <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So I told my accountant, I said, "Find a legal a legal way for me to keep more of the money that I make. I'll move if I have to move, um, but I'd prefer I'd prefer not to. I'm not going to move to like, you know." Vegas for mm-hmm. like saving, you know, 10%. like, I, I, it needs to be a big, you know, reason. And he got, he came back with nothing. He came back empty handed, which I, I still give him a hard time about. He's still my accountant to this day. Cause like, you know, you put something out there in the world. It was weird. Like a, like a, a month later, my photographer forwarded me an article that said, are you doing this? I'm moving there, which by the way, he ended up moving here as well.
1: Amazing.
0: So I read the article and it was about Puerto Rico's tax incentives and how if you moved your business to Puerto Rico, you got a flat 4% tax rate and that was on your income. No federal tax, no state tax, only a total of 4%. And on top of that, you also paid 0% capital gains for any and all of your investments. So I was like, this is too good to be true. I gave it to my accountant and said, Find out why this isn't true. And he's like, You should fire me. He's like, because I don't know why I didn't know about this. <laughs> um, but I kept him because he's a great guy. And um four months later, Kate and I moved to Puerto Rico. And I, you Love know, I, I convinced Kate, I was like, we'll move there for a year. If we hate it, we'll come back. Yeah. And um been here five years now, bought a gorgeous. million dream home overlooking the Caribbean and in 17 months, Seth, we had saved more in taxes than the house cost.
1: Amazing. Talk to me about the problem. Like, why is it so hard for business owners to keep the money that they make? And I know there's oftentimes these like vanity metrics of people like, Hey, sweet. You know, we're finally making seven figures, but are you keeping any of it? You know, are you, you you probably would be making more money if you're just working a job for somebody else. Like, why is it so hard for business owners to keep the money they make?
0: Listen, there's so many buzzwords in the entrepreneurial world. It's like, I just had a six figure launch. I make seven figures a year. I sold my business for X number of million dollars. It's like, well, you own 3% of that business and you worked in it for 13 years. So that's literally a $30,000 a year salary that you're exiting with, or, you know, just crazy things like this. You had a $150,000 launch that you posted on Facebook. But if we pull back the curtain, it cost you $200,000 in ads to make mm-hmm. $150,000. But John, I got the leads. I'm like, okay, you got the leads, but you're still making people think that your launch made $150,000, right. which again, the gross revenue was 150. I'm not mm-hmm. disagreeing with your 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 words, but I'm disagreeing with the message that you're 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 putting across there. I I would have forever multiple Amazon sellers come on my show. I think they, they stopped coming because I I started to kind of pick them apart. But they're like, I sold 25 million dollars in Amazon products last year, and I'm like, oh awesome. So what product was it? Oh, it was this product. Well, how much did the product cost? Well, it was 73 dollars. And I'm like, and I sold X number, whatever 25 million divided by 73 is. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like how much like net profit is in that, you know, $73. And they're like, well, I got to manufacture it and ship it. And I was like, oh, we're making like 16 cents per unit. And I'm just like, okay, so you're making people think that you're one of the most successful Amazon sellers making $25 million in gross sales. But now we're not multiplying, you know, $73 by your 20, you know, we're we're literally, it's 16 cents per sale, Mm -hmm. like, which is not a lot of money. And, you know, at the end of the day, compared to what flashy numbers are sharing. So it's tough. Listen, business is tough. When, you know, you start having some success, you've got to hire more people. So now you have payroll. Now you have to have a website designer you're paying because your your, your, your brandies look prettier. And now your website is getting more traffic, so you need a, a website developer in the back end. And now you need to bring on more people to run your social media. And now, like, everybody thinks you're doing well financially, so why are you still living in a crappy apartment? Oh, let me go buy a house and get a mortgage. And, oh, why are you still driving a 2005 Toyota Camry? Oh, so now I'm going to upgrade and buy an Audi. Mm-hmm. And blah, 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 blah. And then... Oh yeah, at the end of the year after everything, I'm paying 50% in taxes. Where's all the money? Now by the way, okay. I did none of those things that I just shared. Like I kept my same crappy car. I stayed in the same exact apartment that I was that I was living in San Diego that wasn't cheap. I mean, it was $3,200 a month, but so it wasn't like insane expensive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it wasn't cheap either. It was somewhere in the middle. I mean, it was a, you know, really nice two-bedroom apartment. Um, and even with that, keeping my team small, I was like, where's all the money? Where's Mm -hmm. all the money? And so that's why I dedicated that chapter, um, 17 in this book, the common path to one common success that you mentioned. That's why I dedicated this chapter and that chapter to keeping the money that you make, because you can do the first 16 steps in this book and you will be generating real revenue. But now we need to find ways to keep the money you make because, Listen, it takes money to make money. This is where it really becomes so obvious. When you start to accrue real wealth, you realize why the rich do get richer. It's not because of all these like special breaks they have. I mean, there's some of that going on in some places, but it, the real reason, the meaningful reason, is because they have money, and they use that money to make money. Mm-hmm. For, to, build my, to, to, to make my first couple million... Like it was on the shoulders of me. Like I had to make that. But now I've grown my wealth to eight figures. And a good part of that is from my money making money. Like because mm-hmm. I make a couple hundred thousand dollars a month, I could spend $30,000 on Gary Vaynerchuk's NFT launch back in May. And I bought three of his NFTs and I could sell each one of those today for $140,000 each. Mm-hmm. Now that's a fantastic return. I yeah. never could have done that if I didn't have excess money to say this might be a good investment. I didn't right. know.
1: Yeah, I've done the same and you're thing. You're not going to get currency. that excess money unless you're keeping it, and so many people are just in this rat race of like, you know, first they make a hundred thousand, then they make five hundred, then they make a million, but they're not making any more money as an owner. Their and it, I think cost it's, of it's a perspective is following
0: them the whole way. Yeah.
1: Out. Talk to me about how your mindset had to shift. You know, your background grew up in Maine. Like you didn't, you weren't given a ton of money. You know, you had your days in the military and then you find yourself where you guys are pulling in a lot of money each month from the podcast. What mindset shifts did you have to overcome to be comfortable in the skin where, I mean, for a long time where you were sharing, Hey, here's exactly how much money we're making. Like what had to happen in John's mind to be able to be in that place and not feel like you were an imposter.
0: So I think a lot of people struggle with what I experienced because I think a a lot of people have gone through that. They've gone from essentially nothing or a family that was always struggling financially, barely making it, having money troubles and all these different things to now they're in a situation where it almost sometimes seems like, you know, the money's just coming in hand over fist. And they're like, am I worthy of this? Like, like my father worked two jobs and my mother busted her butt for 12 hours a day. Like... Like, am I worthy of this money? And people have struggles with that. And so I think that they a lot of times self sabotage and end up just like throwing the money like at things, at material, at trips. And there's people I see all the time on Instagram that are doing this. I'm just like, wow. There's going to be a rainy day. Like I really Mm -hmm. hope you're preparing for that. Now I will say, there's again going back to what I initially started with. There's a lot of people who. Never lived in a household that had a lot of money. And so when they got that, there had to be that shift that you're talking about. And a lot of people can't make that shift or really struggle with it or make a lot of mistakes before they actually make it. I am a rare case where actually I grew up in a very small town in Maine. My father just happened to be a very successful um, lawyer making <clears throat> hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in the 80s and 90s accruing millions of dollars of net worth and always being very open about, about money because, frankly, he was proud of what he accomplished. He'd be like, oh, John, look at our you know uh, stock portfolio. Like hmm. This is all wow. the money that we have. So I knew that my family had a lot of money. But we lived in a very modest house. My parents drove very modest cars. My dad was such a frugal person like he nothing got him matter quicker than wasting money because he to go back one more generation did grow up incredibly poor like yeah not like poor poor like dirt poor but just like where money's always it's waiting for the paycheck okay now we can go get food okay now we can so he brought that so he had his he had his issues because of that me growing up seeing that we had money but that we didn't spend that money, that we invested that money, that we did, you know, we did take trips and, 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 and invest in experiences. So I saw that side of things, but never on like flashy things like cars right. or houses or clothes. Like it was always n- nothing. And mm-hmm. that allowed me to be in that unique situation to be like, okay, now that I'm actually making money, I understand that. How do I, keep the money that i make at this stage so that i can go from like wealthy and rich to like really big time right life changing wealth and by life changing wealth i mean not life changing for me because i already i already have life changing wealth i'm living it i'm talking life changing wealth for other people where i can now just write really meaningful checks to yeah, charities and causes that i believe in that are going to make real life changing opportunities for people. And and we've done that over the years, you know, mm-hmm. we've donated $150,000 of pencils of promise to build, um, six schools in developing countries. They're $25,000 each. And we've been to those countries to see the schools that are built to do ribbon cut, cutting ceremonies. We've done a lot of things here in Puerto Rico, back in my hometown in Maine, um, my college. Amazing. So that to me is why I'm still in this game. And again, I want to circle back to, I really want people to understand that the whole part about keeping the money you make is so that your money can start making real right. money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think it's, again, these are the conversations we need to have. Um, John, as we get ready to wrap this up, uh, from your perspective, what are things that you think business owners can do today to make to keep more of the money that they're making?
0: Bare bones. Like there should never be a dollar that's going out of your business. It's not mandatory. You need to build a financial war chest as soon as possible. And then you need to start investing that financial war chest to the best of your abilities. And you'll make mistakes, but that's part of the learning process. I've made plenty of bad investments over the years and I I have plenty more bad investments coming up and don't take things too seriously. Like Mm -hmm. I have eight figures of net worth right now, but guess what? Tomorrow five years from now, 17 months from now, we could wake up to superinflation and now all of a sudden, my X, X millions of dollars is literally worthless. Just like somebody who had $10 in the bank. That $10 mm-hmm. is worthless. My millions of dollars are worthless. The Weimar Republic back in Germany was using all of their millions to wallpaper their homes because it was not wor- it was worthless. Just superinflation is happening in Argentina and Turkey and other countries. So- Like you can do all the right things and like still wake up with nothing through no fault of your own. So like, don't like over stress this, just do what you know is right. Build up your financial nest egg, try to take some risks and take some chances and some smart investments, preferably in yourself because you're the best investment possible and then see what you can do.
1: Mm -hmm. Love it. John, thanks so much for helping us to kind of shift that perspective towards being more aware of the money that we're keeping, if you have not gotten John's new book, uh, the common path to uncommon success, uh, go and find it. It's amazing. Such a great read. I read, read through it. Real, real fast. Seth, have you given
0: me a five star review yet? I have. You're the man.
1: I have, yeah, I know. I, I, I have, and it, and, I, and it was worth it. it. It really was great. So, John, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it, and uh, everybody, go check out Entrepreneurs on Fire. How long has it been rocking for now? Ten years. Amazing. Ten years strong and still going. We'll see you next time, John.
0: <laughs> Adios, brother.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Small Business Storytellers. If you've wanted to start a podcast and have been wondering if you can use podcasting to grow your business but don't know where to start. I'd love to talk. Head to successwithstories.com slash podcast to learn exactly how to launch, grow, and profit from a podcast for your business. Again, that is successwithstories.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this episode, share it with someone you know who would also like it. If you want to be a guest on the podcast or know someone who would be a great guest on the show, let me know. Thank you. And we will see you next time on the Small Business Storytellers.